Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plushcare. Plushcare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast. This is episode 88, and we're going to talk about how to apologize for real. I'm going to cover why it's so hard to apologize what's not an apology, and the six steps to apologizing for real. So stay tuned. I'm Dr. Abby Metcalf, and I'm a number one Amazon best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and all-around relationship maven with over 30 years of experience helping people create connected and happy relationships. Combining my hands-on experience and all the latest research, I've created actionable tips and tools you can apply quickly and easily to create lasting change in your relationship today. So let's get to it. Well, welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Abby Medcalf, and as always, I'm so happy to have you here. Lots of things you could be doing and always happy to have a few moments to hang out. And today comes at you because I've had a lot of people write in asking about apologies and feeling like they get them sometimes and they suck, (laughs) but mostly people feeling like they needed to apologize and that that was feeling really hard for them and, and asking, why is it so hard? Why, what is it all my ego? Is it all this? What is it? And so I just felt like, hey, I got to do a, I got to do something on this. I got to do some serious research and uh, get, get everyone really what they, what will, you'll find the most useful. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how to apologize for real because and why it's so hard. Because no matter how much you try to do all the right things, you will mess up. You will be misunderstood. You will misunderstand. <laughs> you will piss off your partner. You'll hurt their feelings, whether you mean to or not. It's going to happen if you're in any kind of relationship, any relationship. This could also apply obviously to, you know, the one with your parents or kids or anyone. Uh, I always I often talk a lot about our romantic relationships, but this certainly applies 
everywhere. So no matter what kind of relationship you are, aren't in, this is one you want to be listening to. And, you know, sometimes we have to apologize over big things. Um, I had uh, recently a couple and one of them thought their kids should go to private school. The other one was really adamant about public school and they both had really good reasons for that. And they were really in a <laughs> uh, quite a stalemate and just being sort of mean to each other about it. Uh, I've had, I had another couple where one of the people wanted to move. They wanted to move to a, a better house in a different town, wanted to sort of get some different energy moving. They'd been living where they were a long time. And the other partner was really uh, thinking that they wanted to stay where they were and they liked all the things that were in their town and um, you know what was going on there and didn't want to move. And so again, couples will often get into uh, big things about stuff like this and the apologies are needed on the other side because people get heated, they get into it, and uh, things get a little crazy. But I will tell you, probably the thing I see the most are needing to apologize over little insignificant things that have blown up or things that seem insignificant have blown up. Um, so, you know, <laughs> that when you innocently ask your partner to take out the garbage or something and it turns into World War III or if you, uh, you know, made the divorce worthy mistake of dipping your knife uh, directly and taking it directly from the peanut butter into the jelly, you know, and getting that little bit of goo in the jelly from the peanut butter. Uh, these are things I've seen people blow up about and, you know, apologies are needed on the other side. It, they, they help a relationship. I'm going to talk about that. So it doesn't really matter what the argument was about most times. It matters what we do with all the feels that resulted from it. It matters that we want to restore peace. We want to build intimacy with our partners or with the people that we love or are close to. It matters that we think that relationship is important enough to stop and apologize when we have been the bad guy in any way. And now <laughs> I will say this, there are times when you don't think you did anything wrong and you know you get yelled at for it. So for example, the taking the peanut butter <laughs> into the jelly, the knife into from the peanut butter into the jelly, right? That doesn't feel like something you should get yelled at for. But if you yell back, if you got defensive, if you got huffy, if you got pissy with your partner about it, you've got skin in this game too. And a likely reason to own some of the mess, right? On your side of the street. So it's really always about keeping your side of the street clean. It doesn't mean that the other, your partner or the other person didn't have any responsibility or culpability or whatever words you want to use, that can totally be there. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you not acting in the way that you know you need to be acting, that you want to be acting, that is in line with who you believe you are as a person. That's what I'm talking about. And here's the big reason you care about all this, that you know what it all comes down to, is because apologies when done right have an almost magical power. They really, really do. Not only, not only can an apology, even a, just a small one, diffuse and neutralize anger, because it will, it'll diffuse it, it'll neutralize it on the spot, it will, and it'll take away resentment, and 
a full head of steam, you know, if someone has a full head of steam working and you apologize, it nullifies that in an instant, an instant. And actually not only gets rid of that, but creates this emotional connection where you just had all this animosity and hurt a moment before. That's how magical they are. That nothing turns around a situation faster as far as I'm concerned, pretty much. I, I can't think of much that will turn something around and actually create, not just get rid of the, the quote unquote bad feeling, but actually create intimacy, connection, uh, resolve, you know, love, just calmness, peace in a second. So the other thing to really remember is that an apology, so it can't undo some hurtful thing you said or did in the past, but when it's done right, it can actually cancel out the negative effects of those actions or those words that you had and move your relationship forward. So if you've had things in the past, again, you can't undo them, but when you apologize for real in an effective way, which I'm gonna teach you today, that is the way to undo, mitigate, lessen, whatever the words you wanna use are, all of the negative effects that what you did had. And it's amazing how well it works, it really is. So, and something I like to talk about a lot, as you know, uh, is all about uh, you know our brain chemistry and what happens when we have certain interactions with people. And the research shows that an apology actually affects the person receiving it physically. So when you apologize to someone else, their blood pressure decreases, their breathing becomes steadier, their heart rate slows. Yeah, all of that happens. So, and this is really huge because that means that your apology is really turning off your partner's fight, flight, or freeze brain and turning on their compassionate, loving brain. I've talked about this a lot, the fight, flight, or freeze, fleas or freeze, which is a part, you know, which happens from our amygdala, our sympathetic nervous system turns on, we're getting ready to fight. That's what's happening when you're feeling hurt, wounded, upset. And so that gets on. So when you come to your partner with some rationalization or reason why, or, you know, yeah, but whatever that is, that's going to the logical part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex. And that part of the brain cannot turn on when that amygdala is turned on, when that Flight, flight or fear freeze is turned on. You can't, you can't, not you won't, you can't problem solve, think rationally, get through all that stuff. So it is so huge and important to turn that off, that part of the brain off that's all caught up in that, in the defensiveness and the anger and the hurt, and turn on this other part of the brain. And when you apologize, you do it. You actually do it. You have this physical reaction on the other person and they literally calm down. So it's it's hard to it's hard to say any anything bad about an apology at that point, right? But so why is it so darn difficult to apologize then? We see all these good things, we're gonna become closer, it's magical, the person calms down, yet when it comes time to do it. It's hard. It's really hard. And I'm going to read you a, a quote from Sharon Begley. Sharon Begley is one of my uh, favorite authors. She's a science researcher. She wrote an amazing book called Train Your Mind, Change Your Brain, which is one of my all-time, I'd say, top five favorite books. Uh, 
And but she also writes about she researches and writes about all kinds of things. And she researched about apologies and she said this. I loved it. She said, apologies are the Brussels sprouts of relationships. Gotta love that. Apologies are the Brussels sprouts of relationships. Research says they're good for us. And like a dinner of the green stuff after a lunch of burger and fries, they can erase or at least mitigate the ill effects of a transgression. But there's something about both apologies and those tiny, bitter (laughs) little Brussels sprouts that makes us often choose something else on the menu. Thank you very much. I just, I love this quote because it's hard to, it's hard to say it better. Apologies are difficult. They are, I love that, the Brussels sprouts of relationships. And they're difficult for a few reasons. And I'm going to outline three. I'm sure that there's maybe more than that, but when I was looking at the research and delving into this topic, there's really, in thinking of my own clients and the work I've done in my own life, uh, there was three things that came up very specifically. So reason number one, it's difficult to apologize is because apologizing temporarily, get this, reduces your self-esteem. That's why I think the top, top reason it's so hard. When you apologize, you give over some of your power and control to the other person. That's what you're doing. And that does not feel good to the vast majority of people, doesn't, which is understandable. When you admit you've done wrong, it makes you vulnerable and you might feel embarrassed. You might even feel humiliated. So your self-esteem takes a hit. This is from the research. This isn't just me kind of making this, saying this. And we don't like as you might imagine, for our self-esteem to take a hit. So that's really the number one reason why apologizing is hard. So yes, your ego's involved there. Uh, People have asked that a lot. And uh, of course, but that's, that's what's going on. So reason number two, that it's hard to apologize is what's referred to as the magnitude gap. So uh, basically, this is the difference between how each person thinks about the severity of the crime or whatever happened. And so compared to the person who feels wounded, transgressors are much more likely to defend or justify what they did. Uh, They say they didn't mean it or minimize the hurt in some other way. So you, because you think there's this gap, you, you know, there's this gap. You're thinking if you're the person who did the bad, did the deed, that it's not such a big deal. You want to dismiss it. You want to make it go away. Whereas the person who feels hurt or wounded is seeing it as something that's much bigger. So a lot of times we try to write things off. You know, uh, you might say something like, uh, well, I've never forgotten a dinner date before. It was just this one time, right? Just, you know, it's a little mistake. You're trying to write it off that it wasn't a big deal. Whereas the other person's feeling really hurt. Or a biggie is that you think you have a valid excuse. Uh, you might you'd say something like, uh, you, oh, you, you know, maybe your mom has been sick. So maybe you'll say something, you've snapped at your partner, you've been really rude. And you'll say, well, you know, I've been really worried about my mom. I haven't been myself. You know, there's this excuse for why you did what you did. So it means it doesn't count somehow. Uh, another really common one is to blame the victim. So you might say something like, uh, if you didn't ignore me all the time, I wouldn't need to raise my voice when, you know, if I I tried to say something, but you weren't listening. So I had to get loud. I had to yell to make my point clear. Uh, We say things like this kind of stuff all the time. And those things are 
really, again, minimizing, dismissing, trying to make the reason we would need to apologize go away so we don't have to. Uh, so that happens a lot. And we, again, this kind of magnitude gap, we just don't think it's that big a deal. And then reason number three, and this is from psychologist Karina Schumann. She's at the University of Pittsburgh, and she's been studying specifically why it's hard to apologize, which I like. And she says that one of the big reasons is because it's super hard on our self-image. We have, If you have a self-image that you're a decent, caring, sensitive, moral person, and you did something that wasn't that, yeah, it's it's taken a hit. So you don't want to admit that. And this kind of goes into reason two a little bit. And so you don't want to apologize. <laughs> it becomes really hard. It, and it's interesting, if you think about how easy it is to say, I'm sorry to a stranger, let's say you're walking down the street and you bump into someone, you bump into them by accident, it's your fault. And very quickly, you will often go, oh my gosh, excuse me, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, I had it the other day, I didn't notice someone in a crosswalk, I felt terrible, I just didn't see it. And uh, they, I didn't hit them, I didn't come close, but I, I thank God I was going slow, but I somehow they just were right in my blind spot, but I slowed the car after and I said, and I rolled down the window. I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you the last minute. And the person waved me on. They didn't seem to care much, but I felt terrible. Now, none, because we do this easily, generally, because these things do not uh, involve taking a ding to our self image. I don't, I don't, it doesn't, I don't feel like, oh, the fact that I walked into you by accident means that I'm a terrible person somehow, that I am some sort of incredible walker in the world <laughs> that I walk so well that I would never bump into anyone else. It That's that's why that's so much easier uh, when you think about it. Yet it can be really hard to say you're sorry to your partner when, they, when you hurt their feelings. Again, because bumping into someone doesn't affect your sense of self. Hurting my partner's feelings does. Thinking that I'm a mean person or that I'm impatient or I'm not the kind of person I want to be, that's going to ding my my uh, self-image. So this, and, and I'm going to give you a quote from Schumann actually about this. She says, if the transgression doesn't reflect on your character or your morality, it doesn't threaten your self-image to acknowledge it with an apology. But if you did something that threatens your self-image as a, again, like a loyal, good person and partner, that apology is going to be difficult. I mean, who wants to call attention to their failings? That's the deal there. That's where that gets in the way. Apologies bring us, and she, she says this, uh, Schumann says this, apologies bring us face to face with the fact that we have something to apologize for. And that triggers a sense of guilt. Um, and it's and often the close partner to guilt, which is shame. And we don't like to feel those things, so we don't want to apologize. So for all these reasons, it can feel so much easier, safer, more comfortable to avoid an apology and just brush over it, try to move forward. But you've got to remember that old saying, I, which I've, I'm sure said before on the podcast, which is basically, if you sweep shit under the rug, the whole room is gonna stink. Can't, can't do it. <laughs> Can't, can't have it happen and not have everybody smelling it. So apologies are really important for moving any relationship forward and again, creating this intimacy and trust. It's the trust that's the biggie. So we don't not trust people 
just because they don't, you know, do something well or something like that. That can, that, trust me, that can uh, erode our trust. However, when we know that the person, that the person knows they didn't do it well, when they admit they didn't do it well and can even tell us how they can do it better in the future, that builds trust. That, so admitting that there's something there, it's the thing, it's when we don't say the thing. It's when we don't admit it that the other person can think, oh, do they even realize they're screwing up? Do they not even know? And that makes us really not trust because we think it's going to happen again and again. We think whatever they did, if they don't realize it, it's going to keep happening. So you want to you wanna say the thing. <laughs> you want to you wanna do the apology. Now, so before we jump completely into the steps for an effective apology, I really want to take a minute and, and be clear on what isn't an apology. And you'll relate to these because you've likely either said them before or had them said to you and you were clear it wasn't an apology. So uh, the one I hear a lot is... Um, a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm sorry you feel that way. And I hate, I'm sorry you feel that way. <laughs> it's, and it's usually followed by some kind of but. You know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but that's not what I meant and blah, blah, blah. It's such a bad, you're not sorry. You're not sorry. It's really an F you. It's a screw you. I'm sorry you feel that way. You're on your own. Oh, well, boo-hoo for you. That's really what you're saying when you say that. And a close cousin to this believe it or not, is if you just say something like, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry if I hurt you. That, again, there's, I'm going to show you when how to do a, a real apology. You'll see that the problem there is that there's no ownership. There's no clear message that you understand what you did to hurt the other person. So if I hurt you, if I hurt you, if I hurt you, I'm sorry. There, there's no ownership. There's no saying you understand you even hurt or what the hurt was. It, it doesn't take us very far. And I hear that, I've heard that one a lot, again, in sessions and that. And then the other thing is using the word but during an apology at all. You can't use the word but. I'm sorry I called you that name during our fight, but da 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 da. It, it completely negates it. It negates everything you said before. You're making an excuse, you're blaming, and you're not apologizing. That's what you're doing when you do that. So uh, as you're gonna, as you might guess, when I talk about the rules for an effective, the steps for an effective apology, you'll see that there's no but. You you just can't have that in there uh, at all. So 
those three I really want you to think about. So even if you think the other person's feelings are unjustified, even if you think that they've blown up too much or whatever, even if you didn't mean it, or even if you feel you have a perfectly good excuse for doing or saying what you did, an apology still needs to happen. I know. So even if you think they shouldn't be feeling the way they're feeling, they totally overreacted, what is wrong with them? Even if you didn't mean it, uh, it's not what I meant to do, it's not what I meant to say. Uh, Even if you have such a good excuse, I was really upset about my mom, I was in a lot of pain, I was in this, I was in that, it's still about having an apology. It's still about that, it really is. And I wanna be so clear, I'm sure you've heard this before, but I, I just want to lay it out there. Apologizing isn't about who's right or wrong in any situation. It's not about right or wrong. It's not. It's not about winning or losing. Remember, I talk a lot about competing, and this is what happens with apologies. We're competing. We're somehow competing with our partner and to sort of prove them wrong or to prove that they shouldn't feel this way or to prove whatever. Nope. Nope, you're both going to lose in this situation. And so you got to get over that feeling that somehow when you apologize, it means the other person has more power. That is not what this is about. It's about acknowledging the other person's feelings and taking accountability for your part in it, whatever part that was. And it could be a small part, doesn't matter, you still take accountability. So, and there's a few general things to keep in mind when you're thinking about making an apology, just just in general, that I, I want to refer to right now again, and then I'm going to, they're quick, and then I'm going to jump into the six steps to apologizing for real. But first, I talk about momentum a lot, as you know. You want to get ahead of any negative momentum. So you want to apologize as early as you can. The longer you wait to apologize, the worse things get. Because you're in your brain, oh, I should have said this. Oh, I don't, oh I'm so mad at them. Oh, why do they overreact? Blah, blah, blah. They're in their brain. Oh, he or she is such a jerk. Oh, why did I even marry them? <laughs> um Oh, it's always this way. Oh, I remember this other time they did the same thing. It's, you know, this always happens or they never apologize or they bleh. All that momentum gets built up and gets a full head of steam. I've talked a lot about this with momentum. If you have a car at the very top of a hill and it starts to roll and you want to stop it, are you going to wait at the very bottom of the hill to stop it? Or are you going to try to stop it close to the top as possible? Yeah. So that's how an apology is. You want to stop it as close to the beginning as possible to because all of the feelings and all the stuff that happens, all those thoughts and resulting feelings that happen in between really create even more of a problem and make what happened, again, even bigger than it really was to begin with. So please get ahead of that negative momentum and please apologize as early as you can. And the research backs me up on this, by the way, that the it's uh, apologies go much farther or better heard or easier said when they're done as soon as possible to the whatever's going on. And the other thing to keep in mind is that for the other person to truly forgive you, they need to feel like you get it. They need to know that you understand how whatever you did impacted them. This means that your empathy game needs to be strong. Yes, empathy game strong in that one. And empathy, of course, means that you're able to step into the other person's shoes for a moment so you have a fuller understanding of their experience, their, you know, their feelings, their point of view. So I do want you to think of empathy first. And sometimes that's the easiest thing to do to make an apology, by the way, is to put yourself in their shoes for a minute. Okay, all right. Let me think, let me put myself in my wife's shoes or my girlfriend's shoes or my 
my boyfriends or husbands, whatever, partner shoes. Let me put myself in there for a minute and just think why they would feel this way. So if I said this and they said that, okay, how would I feel? And really go there for just a moment and it'll help you find the love, find the calm, find the peace to say something that's meaningful and true. So you do want to really have the empathy there too. Okay. So without further ado, I'm going to get to our six steps to apologizing for real. Uh, And before, well, it's not without further ado. So before I jump in there, I do, <laughs> do want to um, say thank you for listening today. And I would love, please, if you are getting anything out of the podcast, if you would take a moment out of your busy day and write a review. Yeah. Uh, writing reviews is huge, great, awesome, helps everybody, helps me. I'd really appreciate it. So if you can take a moment and write a review for the podcast, I'd be so appreciative. Okay. Moving on. So the six six steps to apologizing for real are, first things first, you want to set an intention before you start. And you want to make sure your motives are true. You want to gather a, a loving heart kind of focus first. You want to make sure you're speaking kindly and from a place of compassion and openness. And I talk a lot about setting intention, and I'll link to it in the show notes, uh, how to set intention. But I'll just say really clearly here, basically, all I want you to do is close your eyes. You can do that empathy thing I just said, where you put yourself literally in their shoes. That will that will do this. That will bring the love and compassion. You just You can't go into an apology without having some sort of loving space in your heart first, So it can't be, I'm just going to apologize to make this go away, to get this person off my back. That is not a real apology. It's not going to be effective and you're not going to get what you want. So, and what you want is a loving, peaceful, happy, whatever. But really what's at the bottom is you really do have to take responsibility. You really do have to to own your part of it. That has to happen first or the rest is not going to work. So setting that intention first is really important. Step two is to acknowledge whatever you did. Acknowledge the offense. Say, so at, when you go into the apology, this is the first thing you say. You don't say, I'm sorry first. You say, hey, um, I, you know, say what happened in your partner. You've got to completely and clearly acknowledge what you did. So it might be, um, hey, oh, I really, uh, I lost my own, you know what? when we were arguing about the pillows on the bed. Um, And uh, I just, I was in a bad, you know, I let myself get in a really bad place. I allowed myself to um, talk to you in a way that I I don't want to and I don't like about myself. Um, Whatever it is that you did, do not even hint that the other person or some other outside force is to blame. Take full responsibility. Full, 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 full. Uh, maybe you called your partner a name. Um, and you can start with that. I, I know I called you a name before and it's horrible. It's not okay. It's not how I want to be in the world. It is certainly not how I think about you. Um, and uh, right there. And then you want to express remorse. This is the I'm sorry. But you also want to add your feelings. Uh, I feel I'm so sorry and embarrassed that my actions, whatever you might have done, created so much havoc for you. That my 
uh, yelling at the coach <laughs> uh, created so much problems for you. Or I know my yelling at your boss created all these problems for you. Uh, I I feel really sad that I was caught up in my feelings and I didn't realize the impact it was having on you. I feel so guilty and embarrassed that I blah, 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 right? See, so you're putting in and I'm so, so sorry. I feel terrible. When you put in a feeling with the sorry, you, you're linking the two together. It's really clearly expresses remorse. I'm sorry alone doesn't express a lot of remorse. It's It's fine and it depends on you know, some of your um, intonation when you say it and how, and you want to make sure also that your apology isn't fast. Hey, I'm really sorry I did this thing. And I, I don't know what to say about, about, you know, there's no, you want to slow it down there and really feel the feelings and make sure that you're connecting to the other person. So acknowledging, setting this intention, acknowledging what you did exactly, being very clear about what exactly you did and taking full responsibility for it. And then expressing that remorse with adding your feelings. I'm sorry and embarrassed that. I feel guilty that I'm so sorry. I'm so embarrassed, whatever that is. Step four is you need to show that you understand how what you did impacted them. So whether you agree that they should have had that feeling or not, whether you agree, you know, you might think they overreacted, you might think whatever, it doesn't matter. You still want to show that you understand how whatever you said or did impacted them. So this is where you express that empathy. So if you've already thought of it before, if you've already put yourself in in their shoes, trust me, this whole six steps will be so much easier. This stuff is going to come to you so easily. If you are struggling to find the words, if you really are in that place of thinking, I don't really understand what I, you know, I did. I think they're batshit crazy, my partner or whatever, it's not going to come across at all. You've got to figure that out. You've got to get there. Why are they crazy? (laughs) Put yourself in their shoes. Oh, my partner, you know, is feeling all this pressure as the primary breadwinner. They uh, hate their job. Oh, they have that long commute every day. And uh, yeah, they um, got really mad at me when I mentioned that I think they should talk to their boss about a raise. Um, Oh, you know, I didn't, I can see how I didn't really pick a good time. We hadn't eaten dinner yet. We were, you know, my partner was hungry. (laughs) They were feeling anxious. They just came off that commute. You know, you could really put yourself in their shoes and realize that, because on the other hand, you're saying, well, I just asked about, you know, you getting that raise you deserve. I'm trying to help you. Why did you lose your, you know, what on me? What's going on? Do you see the difference when you, when you really have empathy, when you really put yourself in their shoes, you can see the broader picture and understand why they had that why they might have had the reaction. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't apologize to you too. It doesn't, it, they likely need to apologize to you too and they might or might not. So don't get caught up in that, but get caught up in your part of it. Get get ownership of where you were in it. So you wanna show that you understand, you know, hey, I understand. I And by doing that, can't you do it? You know, you you're the primary breadwinner here, and I know your you know your job is really stressful, and you just had that long commute that you do every day, and uh, I understand that my coming to you, you know, with asking about work, it because it felt challenging. It probably felt like I was attacking you in some way. And again, don't go. But I didn't mean it. But that's not what I meant. Just just say it. Just say it. So. 
you and if you can, you can give the why, but it should be focused on you. Uh, it can't be, well, I only did it because you pissed me off. You know, I was only trying to help you about the raise. You're supposed to get it. You want to show that you had some introspection and can see what was going on inside your own head. Uh, don't be defensive no matter what. This isn't the time. So in this case, maybe if you were to really think about it, you'd think, oh, I'm actually really anxious because we don't, I don't feel like we have enough money in the house and it's making me anxious. And so that's why I was asking about you making more money. Um, you know, that's my own fear. Even though we have enough, everything's here. I start to think about the kids and going to college. And I started to think about that credit card debt we have and I got anxious. And then I start, I asked you about that raise, you know, just show that you took a minute to really think about why you had that reaction, what your own fear was, what your own stuff was in what you asked. And again, you might've asked that very calmly and nicely. You might've said, hey, have you talked to your boss yet about the raise? And then your partner blows their stack or whatever in this case. But if you took it back, you'd think, well, why did I ask right then about that raise? What, what's going on for me that I want to know about the race? What's happening in my own life? You know, and maybe we need to discuss things as a couple about our finances or in this case or whatever. But do you see how that is? There, there's always a space where there's a reason you said something. There's a reason you had the reaction you did. And that's the why here. That's the step five. So, and again, it should be focused on you and not on the other person in any way. And it should show that you had some introspection because you should, you should have some introspection. You should be sitting there thinking, hey, what did I do here? What's my responsibility? What was I thinking? Where was my head? What, you know, what was that about? So again, don't be defensive no matter what. And then the sixth step is uh, say what you're going to do to stop this from happening again. And this is a big one, depending especially on whatever it is that you did and if you've done it before. Uh, what you're do what are you doing to change the behavior? Can if you can, if you can make some kind of reparation, that's great. Depends on really what the thing was. But uh you, you know, if you can do something, that's great. But if you can say right here, hey, uh, and I'm gonna make sure that before you come home every night from work, that I uh, set an intention, make sure I'm in the moment, that whatever I have that might be going on isn't affecting you when you walk in the door, that I want to really be uh, loving and kind when you f first walk in and get out of my own head and really be here for you. What I'm making this up, but you understand. Whatever that is, you want to have something. The other thing you can always do, it's one of my favorite questions, and if you know, if you've seen my list of collaborative questions, uh, you might say right here, hey, what's one thing I could say right now to clean this up for good? What's one thing I could do right now or do soon to let you know that I'm, I'm not gonna do this again? What's one thing you know I could say or do? Pick one. Don't don't pick both. It, it's another wonderful way to put that out there. I I don't love it as much as you coming up with the thing, only because it's you apologizing, and I want you to take full ownership. I don't want you to put it on the other person that they have to come up with some way that you're gonna you know make it better for them. I want you to already think of that. But if whatever you're thinking of doesn't seem to make the grade and you can tell from the way the interaction is going, then you can say that, hey, and I'm open to anything else that would let you know 
that I'm changing this behavior or that I'm going to do this differently in the future or whatever that is. Uh, all of this is is wonderful and lets the other person know that you're open, that you're taking full responsibility, and that you're willing to make changes. So six, six steps again are that you, one, set an intention before you start, make sure you're in the right place and really have that empathy game, maybe putting yourself in the other person's shoes for a moment and really thinking that through what they were going through. Two is fully acknowledging whatever you did or said and uh, what happened, fully acknowledging it and your part in it. So not even hinting that the other person or some other outside force is to blame, you take full responsibility. Step three is to express that remorse with adding feelings. I'm sorry and I feel... uh, terrible. I feel guilty. I feel whatever. Uh, that X, Y, Z. Number four is show that you understand how it impacted them. So this is where you really show the empathy part. Show that you, uh, whether you agree or not, that's not what matters, but you're trying to understand how they feel that you really understand. Five is give the why if you can. Um, so this is the only step you could leave out if you're really not sure, except I think it's an important one it because you're saying what's going on inside your head. Give the why. What were you thinking? Where were you at? How did this happen? Again, it's not an excuse. It's not a but. You're not saying but. You're just talking about, you're being open. You're being vulnerable. Hey, this is what was happening for me. Uh, and I'm noticing that I get scared when, or I lose my head when, or whatever. You, you're you really showing some introspection here. And then the final step again is how you're going to ensure that this behavior stops, that this isn't going to happen again. How are you going to ensure that? Uh, so there you go. So those are the six steps to apologizing for real. I hope you got a lot out of today's podcast. As always, you can come on over to this is... Um, to the uh, abbymedcalf.com forward slash podcast. This is episode 88 and you can see the show notes. There's always a corresponding blog post on my blog. If you want to, um, if you have someone in your life who you think could really benefit from this, but they won't listen to the podcast, you can always send them to the blog uh, and they can just read about it, which sometimes is easier for folks. That's it for this week. As always, such a pleasure to be with you. And I hope you have a week of a apologizing for real if it's needed and of connecting with the people that you love. That's it for today. I'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for listening to the Relationships Made Easy podcast at www.abbymedcalf.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.